0: Praise Him like you mean it Yes, I love you, Jesus I praise you, Lord I bless you today, I thank you The multitude of your mercies, Lord Praise God It feels good to be in the house of God today Turn to your neighbor and smile and say, you look better You are better being in the house of God. We are made better. Aren't you thankful for that flow of His Spirit today? I said, aren't you thankful for that flow of His Spirit today? Uh, we were singing a little while ago about the miraculous, the, the presence of God. I, I couldn't help but remember that The Word declares and the Word is evident to us that God intended His church to be a place where miracles happen. They were common in the New Testament church. They came often in the New Testament church era. We shouldn't be surprised if that happens to us. We shouldn't be surprised that in the midst of our worship, God just moves in and touches your body, heals you of a sickness solves a problem works a miracle of some kind of financial blessing there's no surprise there god is a god who still moves in behalf of his people praise god and i'm i'm so glad to be able to be here today thank you for the many prayers and i feel really good uh better probably than i should or i deserve but uh I'll try to calm myself down, and I was instructed not to jump, so I will try. I will try to do that. I have been in the book of John this week, and so you're probably going to hear a lot from John over the next little bit. But I feel especially drawn, and I felt confirmation when we started that first song. That God has a word for his church today. John chapter 11, a very familiar portion of Scripture. And I, you know what? I'm going to read so many verses. Um, why don't we just greet one another with a holy high five and you can be seated and I'll just read it while you're seated. Amen. Before I begin reading in chapter 11, let me just preface our reading with um, a few comments. First of all, I think for all of us, the mystery of life that we fellowship is often troubling and it is confusing as far as our human mind is concerned, but not according to God's way of thinking. Everything God does is for purpose, with purpose. Uh, he does not move without there being a reason for that. God, That's just God. That's how he operates. And he wants his church and his people to understand that. That when he's moving and when he's working, it's not randomly, but it is purposely that God is working uh, in your behalf. And at the particular moment in your life, you may not understand that. You may even think that God doesn't know what he's doing, that he's not moving and that he's not working, but he's actually allowing things to work out for his divine glory and purpose. And so what happens, and I've thought a lot about this over the last few weeks, that we get lost in the incidents of life. The things that happen to us along the way. And if we're not careful, uh, we can become uh, bitter and we can become hardened and we can even drift into unbelief because we do not understand what's happening to us and why it's happening and why at this time. And so, As in the case before us today in the 11th chapter of John, you will hopefully get a little glimpse of what I have felt the Lord talking to me about from this wonderful passage of Scripture. So let me begin reading, and I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, so you'll probably have to read along uh, on the screen. But we're going to start with verse 1. Of John chapter 11 and it says in the village of Bethany there was a man named Lazarus and his sisters Mary and Martha. Mary was the one who would anoint Jesus with costly perfume and dry his feet with her long hair. One day Lazarus became very sick to the point of death. So his sister sent a message to Jesus saying, Lord, our brother Lazarus, comma, the one you love, comma, is very sick. Please come. And when he heard this, he said, and there are many scholars that believe he said this to the messenger. Now you have to understand or I, uh, let me set the context where Jesus was at this particular moment was about twenty miles from Bethany or from Judea, and so it would take in travel of that day by foot or even by a camel or horse or whatever it means donkey uh, most of them had to do it by foot. It would take a man a good, hard day to arrive at that. Distance, and so it is very likely that he did not return home until the following day because uh, of the of the the dangers of going at night in that particular time. And so, this is what Jesus says to his disciples, but evidently he also said this to his this messenger, who in turn carries back this word to Mary and Martha. And Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death for Lazarus, but will bring the glory and praise to God. This will reveal the greatness of the Son of God by what takes place. Now, if you follow the timeline, that he had been in the, uh, in the grave four days and they buried him immediately, then it is most likely possible that Lazarus died the very day that the messenger set out to go get Jesus. So this message here that would come to Mary and Martha was going to fall on ears that were dull at that particular moment because their heart was overcome with grief because Lazarus was dead and they had already put him in the tomb. Now, even though Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, the Bible said he remained where he was two more days. Explain that one to me. He loved him, but he stayed two more days. Finally, on the third day, he says to his disciples, Come, it's time to go to Bethany. But teacher, they said to him, Do you really want to go back there? It was just a short time ago. And there's a reference to uh, the word in the King James, is, the word used is late, L-A-T-E. And it is in reference to a particular time. Now is actually the word. Now. This is not the good time to go. Now is not the moment to be going back there. A short time, the people of Judea were going to stone you. Jesus replied, Are there not 12 hours of daylight in every day? And this is what I want you to get. You can go through a day without the fear of stumbling when you walk in the one who gives light to the world. Can I read that again? You can go through a day without stumbling, without fear of stumbling when you walk in the one who gives light to the world. But, if you do not take my advice, you will stumble when the light is not in you. For you'll be walking in the dark. Then Jesus added, Lazarus, our friend, has just fallen asleep. It's time to go and wake him And they heard this, and the disciples replied, Lord, if he's just fallen asleep, then he'll get better. (laughs) Jesus was speaking about Lazarus' death, but the disciples presumed he was talking about natural sleep. Verse 14, then Jesus made it plain to them, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, everybody say for your sake, For my sake, I am glad I wasn't there. What a strange statement. Because now you have an opportunity to see who I am so that you will learn to trust in me. Come, let's go and see him. Come on, let's clap our hands for the word of the Lord. Praise God. So Thomas, nicknamed the twin, remarked to the other disciples, let's go so we can die with him. Now when they arrived at Bethany, which was only about two miles from Jerusalem, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Many friends of Mary and Martha had come from the region to console them over the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was approaching the village, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Verse 21, and Martha said to Jesus, I want you to catch this. Listen very carefully. My Lord, if only you had come sooner... My brother wouldn't have died. But I know that if you were to ask God for anything, he would do it for you. Jesus told her, your brother will rise and live. And she replied, yes, I know he will rise with everyone else on resurrection day. Martha, Jesus said, you don't have to wait until then you you don't have to wait until then I am the resurrection and I am life eternal and anyone who clings to me in faith even though he die He will live forever and the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Clap your hands one more time and let's give the Lord praise. For the most part, time is a problem for men, mankind. And by time, I am talking about the present moment that we are living in, the present hour, the now of our life. We struggle with it because of the many issues that we are dealing with The pain that we are suffering, the losses that we are experiencing and because of what we are enduring in the now of our lives we tend to say as Martha and Mary well, it's just not the right time. Or if only we had a little more time. Or where did the time go? And then we encourage ourselves by saying, it's going to get better soon. It's going to get better very soon. You see, our problem is the problem of our text. Two distraught sisters, who are looking in two different directions, but fail to see the most important principle of life. They said, if you had been here, the past, yesterday, in the resurrection, the future, but they were having trouble with right now what I'm dealing with right now, what I'm facing at this moment. I can look back and I see God's hand and it's evident that God's been there. It's evident that God has worked. I have proof. I'm a living miracle. I'm living proof. I have outlived and overcome so many things and when I look to the future... I know that one day everything's going to be better. It's just got to get better. It's going to get better. The problem is that I can't understand now. Now, he loves me, but he didn't come. He loves me, but he let him die anyway. He loves me but he talks these mysteries. And so what you find in our text and what I believe that so many of us struggle with is that we are really good at remembering the past and we're good at hoping for the future but we struggle with The present hour in which we live. And so I want to talk to you for just a few more moments about learning how to embrace your now. Because until you learn how to embrace your now, there's never going to be a revelation in your life or an understanding of what's happening in your present moment they were saying to jesus when he wanted to go to judea that this is not the right time this is not the best time but jesus said oh yes because i am a now god and i operate in the present." I'm not just a historical God and I'm not a myth of the future. I am a present reality that I want to prove to you what I can do in this present moment in your life. Everybody say now. Learning how to live in the now. I love what Jesus said in the scripture. He said if you will walk in in me, if you will live in me, that's the now, that's the present, that's the pain, that's the hurt, that's the misunderstanding, that's the discouragement, he said, if you can live in the now, I can show you my power, because that's where I want to reveal my glory, And so instead of trying to avoid it, as we so often do, and we ignore it, and we try to wait for a better time, or we choose to simply blind ourselves to what we are facing, Jesus chose to utilize the now, to seize the moment, to do the miracle. When you and I fail to live in the now, this is what happens. Trouble comes. Pull that verse back up. I, let me find the verse that I want you to pull up here real quick. Uh, let's see, verse number nine. Pull that one back up and leave it on the screen for a few moments. When you fail to live in the now, when you fail to embrace what's happening in your life right now, whether you understand it, whether you like it, whether whatever is happening is of your doing or somebody else's doing, until you learn how to embrace your now, then you are going to find trouble and disappointment And fear will weaken you and doubt will dog you and you will stumble and trip and lose your step. Jesus gave us the greatest encouragement when he said, you can go through a day. Everybody say, I can go through a day. I can go through this day. I can go through my now. I can go through what I'm facing at this moment without the fear of stumbling when I walk in the One who gives light to the world. Praise God. Somebody say the now. The now. That's so important for us to understand that we must face the now. Filled with pain, filled with disappointment, filled with hurt, filled with questions, we would rather avoid it. We would like to dream of better days. We will look back and remember something that God did and we will look to the future, but we blind our eyes to the moment because we don't like what we're seeing. We don't like what we're hearing. We don't like what we're facing. We don't like what's come into our life. And so we keep saying to ourselves, if he had only been here, if he had only been here, if he had only come, this would not have happened. And Jesus said, no, you misunderstand the happenings of your life. They happen so I can come and show you who I am and what I want to be in your life. Even a friend of Jesus, does that matter? Yes, it matters. It matters much to him. Amen. And even when He seems to not do anything to mitigate our present problem, there's really something He is doing. He's working something. But the trouble is, until we can embrace our now, we will never see the revelation of what He can do. We will never understand the reality that He is now. You don't have to wait, Martha. You don't have to wait, Mary. I'm here to do something at this moment. I'm asking you to embrace this moment so that I can show you my glory. This is what I have learned about the love of God. You know, we misunderstand love. We think love should protect us and keep us and prevent so many things from happening in our life. And it is evident that the Lord loved these people But this is what I need you to understand about the love of God. God's love for us is not a pampering love, but a perfecting love. God's love toward me is not so I will just feel like He's going to take care of all my problems But his love toward me is to be understood in the context that whatever is happening in my life, all things work together for the good. Can I say that again? All things work together for the good. That means whatever is happening, all, that's inclusive. There's nothing eliminated from that text. Everything that happens in my life, when I understand it from the context of God's glory and the revelation of His purpose in my life, then all things are used to bring about a display of the power of God in my life and help me understand just what He wants to do for me and how he wants to bless my life clap your hands to the Lord and let's give him praise his love for me does not guarantee that he will shelter me from the problems and pains of life but he will perfect my life through them perfecting that's bringing to a better place bringing to its highest purpose it's allowing that 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 precious gold to stay on the fire just a little bit longer why it hurts it's painful it's separating I feel like stuff's being yanked out of my life. I feel like stuff being removed from my life. I'm I'm comfortable with some of those things. But he's allowing that fire to stay under my life for a little longer. Why? Because whatever is there, he wants out of it. So that when he looks in, he can see that reflection of himself. He can see his own glory in my life. And when that happens, then he has brought me to the highest purpose in my life and that's what God does with my pain and that's what he does with my suffering and that's what he does with the hurts that I go through in my life he uses them to perfect me to bring me to a better place I'm a better person today than I was a few years ago Amen. I hope you are. I hope you are. And I, I will have to say that the reason I feel like I am a better person is not because I have fought what God has done to, or allowed or what God has not prevented from happening in my life, but He has used it To bring me to a deeper, closer relationship with Him. And that's what God's trying to work out in some of us today. The problem is, we hate today. We keep looking for a better day. We keep believing God's going to change things in the future. And we keep looking back in our life and recalling and remembering. But God said, hey, I was there and I'll be there. But where I really am is right here. And I need to show you who I am and what I can do. You see, the greatest challenge of life is often not in overcoming our past or even trying to see into the future and figure it out. It's learning how to deal with now. The pain, the disappointment, the disillusionment. He should have come by now. I know He loves me. He says that to us when He's here. I know He cares for us. Why does He linger? Those are the things that trouble our life. The difficulty of life is not always understanding the past nor grappling with the future, but simply dealing with our present. The hardest part of life, the hardest part of life to understand is right now. I can look back and somehow through all of the things I've been through, I see the hand of God. I look into the future and I see the glory of God. I see all of the prophecies and all of the promises of the coming days. But right now, my brother's died. I know he cares. I know he loves me. Why does he delay? And then he sends this cryptic message back to us that your, your brother is is going to live. But he's dead. We've already put him in the tomb. We've already wrapped him in his grave clothes. And the tomb has already been sealed. It's the now of life. It's what's happening today. It's the struggle and the failure It's the losses and the pain and the problems that we face now that trouble our mind. The disappointments, the hurts, the disillusionments, the letdowns, the discouragements, the many handicaps, the hindrances. We can see God everywhere but now. We can see God everywhere but now. And I come to tell you that his word for you today is if you will just embrace your now, if any man will walk in the light, in the day, if, that's, that is a, co- a qualifying word. It's conditional. There is a possibility you may not do that. But if you will, if you will embrace what's happening in your life and learn how to do that every day, every day, then what's going to happen is you're going to see the glory of God revealed in your life because he will take the pain and turn it into purpose. He will take the hurt and turn it into help. He will take the disappointment and turn it into an advantage. Yes, he will. He will take whatever happens because that's how God works for his people. All things work together for the good to them who are the called. (laughs) listen to me today. If you walk in it, that's intentional. Everybody say intentional. Then the promise is he does not stumble in the now. He does not stumble in the now. He does not lose his direction. Amen. It will not cause you to beat yourself and strike yourself because you miss something. You will walk boldly and confidently. Because he sees the light, you become aware that God's hand is not just back there and it's not just up there It's right here. If you choose to walk otherwise, then he said you will stumble. You will stumble. You will fall. There will be no evidence of my presence in your life. Amen. Praise God. Stand with me if you will. Everybody say now. What are you trying to reveal in my life, God, now? What are you trying to teach me now? What are you trying to show me now? when we understand that the now is where he operates and the now is where he lives, he said, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you do a search of the New Testament alone, the word now is referenced over 400 times, almost 500 times. Now. This moment. Now. 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 Everybody say now. Now we look through a glass darkly. But then face to face, what are we gonna do about the now? We're gonna realize that God's somewhere in this and I need you to open my eyes so I can see it. Amen. Amen. when I am confronted and challenged when I am opposed or antagonized when I am provoked or threatened when I am haunted by my failures and I am troubled by His delays, I am threatened by disease in my now what do I do? I live by faith not by sight. Amen. I said I live by faith, not by sight. Why do I do that? Because I know that even now you can do something. Even now. The now that's filled with pain and hurt and suffering and disappointment. Is the part of life that God is trying to get some of you to just simply embrace. You don't have to understand it. Just say, God, I don't understand, but I know you do.
1: And I am willing
0: to rest my life in your hands because I need your light. I don't want to stumble. I don't want to fall. I don't want to make a mistake in this hour. I I believe there are some people in this building here today that are struggling with your now. You cover it very well. You hide that very well. But the truth is, I don't understand. It makes no sense. God, why? Why now? Why at this stage in my life? Why all these things have come on me? Jesus said, oh, you, you fail to remember. All things work together for the good. All things. All things. All things. So this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to help me in this service. I believe every one of us have something that we can bring to Him today and say, God, this is what I'm struggling with. I give it to you. I'm trusting you. I'm going to walk in your light. I want you to come and just stand here at the altar for just a few moments. I'm not going to keep you much longer. Come on, just bring whatever it is. Bring your now. Now. This, the hurt, the disappointment, the disillusionment. And we're going we're gonna to lift it up to the Lord. And we're going to ask Him to take it. Come on. Come on up close. That's all right. Amen. Oh, yeah. I feel the presence of the Lord here right now. Come on close. Thank you, Jesus. Bring your now. Bring all of the stuff, all of the confusion, all of the hurt. Now. Now I want you to lift it up to Him and say, God, I come to give it to You. I come to give it to You today because I I don't know what to do with it. And I know that you love me and I know that you have a purpose for me and I know that you are working to perfect my life. And whatever it is that this is for in my life, I'm asking you to bring it to fulfillment. I'm asking you to use it for the good. I'm asking you to transform it into your divine purpose. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Holy Ghost, we praise you today. We thank you today. We thank you today. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes.